1: you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fire away. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And indeed it is Judd's Hockey Show. Most importantly, Judd's Hockey Show includes a side of my guy, Declan Goff. Declan Goff, what's up? Not much, Judd. How are you? I'm good, and I am... How can I put this? I'm cautiously optimistic. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm cautiously optimistic because uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, and on Tuesday, National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman held a virtual press conference at which he went through a litany of the proposals for the return to play, which which by the way, the players have approved portion or they've approved a lot of the stuff that they threw out yesterday, but this just to be clear does not mean the return to play is done. Correct. Still has lots of steps left, including, much like baseball, most importantly, the financial ones. So we are not good to go, but we are good to talk about potential playoff uh or I should say qualifying round matchups. Um I feel like we don't want to spend the show going through all the proposal because it's just really long and it's out there on various websites, including ESPN.com. So I think what we should stick to is things that pertain to the topics that we're going to talk about, including the wilds potential seven, 10 matchup in the qualifying round against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and could certainly get to things uh, such as there are right now proposed. There's going to be two hub cities. There are a proposal of 10 potential, uh, places that might be one of the two, including um the Saint Paul market, which by the way Minneapolis, Saint Paul. Yeah. Why is it but actually it's just Saint Paul. Like why is it so difficult?
2: No, it, I, because I do think there's gonna be people housed in Minneapolis. Yeah, so it's it's it's, but it's they're the twin play. cities.
1: It's the twin cities. Exactly. And 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 you know they're not going to play in both sites. They're going to play if they do play here at the X. But anyway uh, your thoughts on on what you took away from the proposal and the fact that we do have the uh, at least potential now of at some point in time, probably early August, if this thing starts with a 7-10 qualifying round. It's not the playoffs. It's gonna, We're going to take this from 24 to 16 teams, Declan. Your thoughts on the potential Wild Canuck series.
2: I like it. I don't think they could have drawn a better opponent for a, for a play-in series. Um, I know Vancouver went all in at the trade deadline trying to bolster some things, and they're very young and inexperienced. I think I think Vancouver's on the rise and could be a very good team down the road. But I think the Wild can very much handle a best-of-five series with Vancouver. And this is such a unique situation where it's hard to... Like, we had Greg Washinski on the Mackey and Judd show on Wednesday morning, and he said, look, the Wild were playing very good under Dean Evison and they were red hot. But guess what? We've been paused for now two months and and probably four months by the time hockey resumes. So whatever hot streak... Or cold streak that was happening for any team is out, and we also don't know how rusty people are, how people how how much uh how much are they in shape, are they ready to play hockey? But I think just in terms of if I look at the Canucks and what they bring and what the Wild bring, it's very close and even. But I, I think the Wild are not the underdog in that series. I really I think I think the Wild can upset Vancouver. I'm for it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. It it's pretty good. Now now the thing that I would say is is to go back. You know, you can't take away, to your point, about how teams were playing in March because it's going to be so much time passed. Um, But yeah, if you're going to give the Wild an opponent, and just to go through the West here, Declan, uh, quickly, the 5-12 matchup will be Edmonton, or I should say, would be Edmonton and Chicago, which is the 12th seed. Nashville is the six seed versus eleven Arizona seven ten as we just said is Vancouver and Minnesota eight nine is Calgary and the Jets. It's a good matchup. Um, the interesting thing that that strikes me about this too is, and I actually in this truncated format like it. Only having to win three games is a huge factor here because you you can definitely no question surprise a team in three games. Four games takes a little bit more, and I I know it's just one more win, but it takes a little bit more to get that win. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about, okay, three wins, extremely doable. Here's my question, though, and and they didn't go into this because there's still a lot of things to be worked out. How are we going to do this with two hubs? So, like, are we going to have an arbitrary – is game two of Canucks Wild going to start at 2 p.m.? Because it's going to be day, it's going to be one rink, right? As yeah. a hub rink, two rinks, but but one for the West, one for the East. Are we just going to have? And it'd be great fun to watch. But just a day full of games, and one day the Wild and Canucks are going to start at you know ten o'clock in the morning or yeah. two o'clock in the afternoon, and the next they're going to start at seven o'clock our time at night.
2: This is the logistics that they got to figure out. It's very complicated, right? Um, I do love the best of five. And to be honest, I know the NBA had this format up until like 2002 or so. And, 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 and Hackey
1: had this until I think 85 or, or 86 or so. Honestly, go back, first round. go back to this.
2: Go back to this. Go back to best of five series for first and second round. I'll even say second round. Whoa, whoa, Make, whoa. make conference That's finals and Stanley Cup best of sevens. Absolutely, I'm here for it. But I'm all about getting your season done so much quicker. That means eliminating regular season games. That means that. truncating the playoffs. and. Also, like, I, I know hockey playoffs are very, very special, and it's very hard to talk about changing a format that involves the Stanley Cup. But man, you play some of those seven-game series, and we've experienced this as covering and, and as wild fans. You you go through two seven-game series before you even get to the
1: conference finals, and you've played 14 games. That's a huge difference. Potentially. I would much I would prefer to go to sixty, sixty some. Regular season games, okay, and then if they ever went, and they won't because they they make too much off the playoffs. If they ever went back to the best, uh, three of five in the first round, I'd be like, okay, fine. fair sure. starting second round, I I think it should be best four of seven. But if you lopped off, and they won't, unfortunately, if you lopped off regular season games, mm-hmm. started the season in November, for instance, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, and then went four rounds of playoffs but first round was 3 of 5 i would sign off in a second
2: yeah i think it'd be ideal too because but they won't do it hockey so. hockey would be i think beneficial to start around november instead of october like they have been doing you can you'd still in your hypothetical scenario you would still finish your season around the same time the season would finish in you know the first week of april let's call it but your playoffs would be done basically a week to two weeks beforehand right or before a regular Yep. full normal season. Yep. So I think, I think that'd be beneficial. I also believe, and Wyshynski touched on this too, they are using these little formulas, play-in tournaments, round robins, best of fives, as almost a placeholder of can we test this theory out and also then apply it when things do get back to normal? And I think that's the biggest thing that I want to see happen. We're going to get now 32 teams when Seattle comes in the fold. Mm-hmm. Let's say in, by 2030 there's two more teams. Let's just call it that. I'm just, we're going to go down that road. Sure. So now you have 34 teams. Well, now you're going to have to expand the playoffs. You probably are going to expand the playoffs. And if, does that mean you want to do a round Robin for the top four seeds? I don't think so. If, if you've played your butt off for six, eight months and you're one of the best teams, you shouldn't have to prove anything. That's why I despise the one game wild card in baseball. It's another topic for another day, but I do think you could do some type of play in tournament for those last two seeds to get some excitement into one of those sure. bubble teams. So I, I think this formula, if it ever does get finalized and actually put into place, yep. is going to be so beneficial to hockey because hockey right now, I mean, marketing-wise, hockey actually had a pretty good day on May 26th. One of their better days for marketing of the sport. Nothing's going on right now in the sports world. So even this plan, even if this plan goes by the wayside here in a month we and another spike happens or we just can't figure out the health logistics of resuming hockey and COVID, which is a very realistic possibility. I'm not dismissing it. It's going to be the money that Um, derails them. Hockey has a chance here to kind of be, kind of rise up from the ashes and prove to every sports fan that, oh, actually, I like hockey. And also now can we apply some of these theories to the regular season once it actually applies?
1: So Greg said what, in in his perfect world, I I think he said 20 teams once Seattle is in would make the playoffs instead of the current 16 teams. That's a lot. no, the one thing, so so the Bettman presser was great, and Gary, to his credit, did a good job. He did. He did a really good job. The his face. The lottery thing is impossible <laughs> to get. But besides that, yeah. you know, they threw up matchups, and I'm like, this is great. I'm looking I at matchups. It was um, like March Madness. But but when when Mike Tirico had Donald Ferron, who, who is the former head of the Baseball Players Association and is a hard-ass, he's a hard-line guy, like mm-hmm. as hard as... He's really, really good. And he ba- he basically didn't want to dump cold water on the National Hockey League's announcement. But he also basically said, there's a lot of work to, to be done here. Oh, and I, yeah. and they, they're going to run into the exact headlong, into the exact same problem baseball has. Which is, okay, if we're going to take this risk, we need to get paid and we need to be compensated well. And they're going to get a lot of pushback from guys saying, but we need to make our money. And this is where it, it's a problem. Um in going through the matchups I'm going to give you one from the west that excites me and the Canucks Wild does not I think it might be fun but it doesn't really like oh, sure. jump off the page yeah, right I Yeah I know what you mean Are you as excited by the potential of 5 Edmonton against 12 Chicago <sighs> Okay as I it I because because Edmonton plays no defense mm-hmm. and Chicago can, and Patrick Kane god bless him can score goals that series might be as close to the National Hockey League circa 1986. No matter how you feel about the two teams, as you, it might be great fun to watch.
2: I agree. I, I, part of me is very puzzled and will be very upset if Chicago figures out a way to get into the playoffs over an Edmonton team that I think should be in the postseason regardless because of who they have around their team. They've just been a better team. So I'm a little bit scared that the Blackhawks could ruin that idea. Look, that you have to put in twelve teams, and you know, unfortunately, a team like Montreal in the East now they they are in the playoff format. You know, like so, you have to draw a line somewhere, right? But I guess if if you're just asking me, like, just as a would I, would I enjoy an, a high flying, still up and still Chicago team, which does have some nice supplemental talent behind Cat mm-hmm. Patrick Kane and Taves against Connor McDavid and Dry Settle my guy R N H. Of course, I'm all for it. Um, but the idea that if Chicago wins that series. Man, hockey fans outside of Blackhawks fans are going to be pissed. I think they're going to be pissed. Oh, I'm sure they, they I think will they're be. They're pissed already that they're in it. But it's going to be fun to watch.
1: For sure. Yes, people people are very upset that the 2-12 seeds, the, the Canadians in the east and the Blackhawks in the west got in. Yeah. You're exactly right. But I'm saying from a perspective of if I can sit down and watch and cherry-pick games, the Oilers and Blackhawks I think could be really fun. And I think you might get I think you might get a couple six 6-5s. Seven really six eight yeah. sevens. I and I also the Oilers. I mean, they cannot. They don't play defense. Mm-hmm.
2: Another theory too that they needed to adopt going forward. Yes, sir. Is the top four teams? There's three of them from the Central, only one from the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And again, divisions are in place in the NHL for rivalries and also for geographical travel reasons. I will totally understand that. But yes. can we get rid of division seating? Like, just go with the top. Eight teams in a conference. If that means there are six Central Division teams that are oh, one understand. through six, and then there's only two Pacific teams in, please go to that. Go mm-hmm. to that format. I love that they that the one through four in this situation has to prove it. I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm a, I'm a little confused why the shootout applies to them and it doesn't apply to the plan tournament. Like I, I get I get why. I got a question about that. That's too. separate, but like honestly, just make it all universal at that point. But I do like that. They just said, we're going to take, we're not going to do the top two and two. There's only one Pacific team that was in the top four. That was Vegas. Right. And you have to prove it with Dallas, St. Louis, and Chicago. Er, so so the,
1: the, top four, the top four teams in the East and the West in this tournament are going to play against each other while these playing games, qualifying round games, are going on. And they're going to do it because rightfully so, they basically said, we have to play. We can't, we can't not play, not play, not play, and then step in and play an underdog to us that just played games. I totally get that, but why don't they just have them play what amounts to exhibition games to get back playing? This they're going to reseed off the playing games. Okay, no, 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 no.
2: Well, it's being kicked around, right? Like, no, it's, no,
1: it's done. So Boston, so Boston, which I believe in the President's Trophy race is six points clear, could be the fourth seed if things don't go right in the play-in in their in their games against the other top teams. Right. The point being is. I agree that the top 4 teams in each conference should be playing games to prepare themselves. But the reward should be the games are going to just get you back into the flow of games mm. instead of this trying to create this, you know, oh my goodness, the lightning is now the one seed or so. and it's not a huge deal but it's sort of confusing because you very easily could have just allowed these teams to sort of ease back in and play games that had no stress as the reward for their success in the regular season.
2: So, again, this is why the NHL need, but they need to do this because if it was just exhibition games and they had no merit, like, yeah, people are
1: so starved for sports. I'm not going to say they wouldn't turn it on. But you got these playing qualifying round games going on. That's your crack cocaine right there.
2: Sure, but d- you know what? Then just don't give some people crack cocaine. Give everyone the crack cocaine. Get, put, put, put the cocaine for everybody.
1: All right? that's No, I, the fans, no, no, no. I think you give them the, the, the four Eastern series and the four Western. And then you tell the teams that, you know, had great seasons, Hey, you're going to play some games, but they're not going to be of importance. I also don't
2: think the scrim images, as I like to call them, uh, are going to be that beneficial for, for those top teams. They want to actually play something meaningful. So I, I think it's great. I think it's great that the president's trophy team on, on might get, yeah, might get bumped out. Bumped I think out. it's okay. absolutely All great. right. All right. I am so sick right. of legacy and the old ways, and not just sports, but especially hockey. I can't stand this bullcrap of, like, it's such a snooty nature in the hockey community. I was just talking to Phil Mackey about this yesterday, and I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent here. But, like, Mm. if you try to talk hockey with a purist, or if you try to talk hockey with a diehard hockey fan, it is like you have an up martini, and how dare you even come up and talk to me, the hot girl at the party. Baseball baseball's baseball's worse than hockey. I disagree. Baseball's worse than hockey. I, I think hockey... Fans that are diehard hockey fans don't even give the light of day to anyone, and they just think they're absolute dumbasses.
1: Sounds like you've had some bad experiences.
2: I, I have had I'm some not bad, had experiences. These bad experiences. It's absolutely ridiculous, and you know what? And that kind of mindset is why your sports are dying, and why why there's not youth getting involved oh, in it. Baseball's dying, and, and football's so, doing just fine. And a hockey but ho- is, is hockey thriving? No, hockey's not thriving. Hockey
1: will never thrive. It, it's that's why cult, that's it's why a cult sport.
2: This truncated.
1: Yeah, no, I'm is glad they're... the
2: best thing possible for the NHL. Just
1: don't be don't be surprised if we never see these games played. That's that's sure. my that's my point. I'm with you there. I'm 100% with you there. I just Unfortunately I... to be the Debbie Downer of uh Judd's Hockey Show right now. You always are. I'm not going to be surprised one bit if these games aren't played. And in fact, Declan, I'm going to tell you exactly why I hope they aren't played. I hope the season is canceled. Okay, here we go. And here's why. a hot take. It's really not a hot take. Karel Kaprasov now, there there was a report out of Russia on Wednesday morning that there was, what, a 95% chance that he's going to go back to the KHL to play the 2021 season. And Michael Russo of The Athletic checked with his sources and basically can't confirm that that's, that's true. So this might be true. It might not be true. Mm-hmm. But we do know that in typical National Hockey League inconsistent fashion, ordinarily Kaprasov's KHL season comes to an end. And... and Exactly like a college hockey player, he would have been eligible to join the Wild, let's say, in late March, early April. If they qualified for the playoffs, he could have played. That would have, if I'm not mistaken, triggered year one of his two-year entry-level contract, okay? Um, But the league has changed that rule because of COVID-19 and said, guys can't join teams for the playoffs now. A KHL or college player can sign his contract, but he's not eligible to play for you till 2021. The Caprasov dynamic is: if the National Hockey League has their wish and resumes their season, let's say circa August first, okay? Yep. They will then play their playoffs, which are going to take quite some time because this is not going to be a quick process. And that it sounds like the 2021 regular season would not start till somewhere around the first of January. And at this point in time, it's looking like the KHL will certainly start before that because they canceled their season I think a month and a half ago so they were done playing so all that being said if they cancel the uh, 2019-20 season in the coming weeks and decide we can't do it or we couldn't reach an, an agreement odds are much stronger that they will start playing games at some point in time in the fall as opposed to the dead of winter and that's going to give you a chance to sign Kaprasov who then can say okay I can turn around and play pretty quickly at this point in time I don't blame him for jumping back to the KHL, because he's probably saying, well, wait, 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 if I can't play in your playoffs, and then you're going to have playoffs, off-season, and let's say you start January 1st, I'd prefer to play in my home country much Mm -hmm. sooner than that. All of this leads me down the path that I believe that Kirill Kapushoff is going to be one of the most important players that the Wild has. The sooner he walks in the door and plays games for them, the better. I don't need to see, as starved as I am in some ways as a hockey fan to see the sport, I don't need to see the wild play in what pretty much amounts to a cute little tournament when I think that your odds of getting Kaprasov increase by quite a bit if you can tell him, hey, the season's going to start November 1st. I want him to can't, I I want him playing more than I want to see the conclusion of this season, which I, which look, this is fun to talk about and it's cool. And I'm going to be upfront and say, when I saw matchups on on the TV screen, I was thrilled by, but just thinking this out long-term, I want Kaprasov in that door as soon as possible.
2: Your thoughts. All right. This is going to be a very hockey coach and GM thing, Mm -hmm. but control what you can can control. Okay. So what we can control is that this plan is in place Mm -hmm. and hopefully it can happen. What we do, what we what we can't control, is getting Karprozov signed here due to his agent, and due to the season still being current, so he can't sign yet with free agency. You can't control those variables. So, in my opinion, let's hopefully let's put our eggs in the basket of getting this season resumed for summer hockey, play the summer hockey tournament, and if Kirill Kaprazov decides that all right, well. I'm going to do another one-year deal in the KHL, and if the KHL, I think they start in October, and knowing Mother Russia, I, I would not be shocked at all if their season is has no impact on COVID-19 and they're playing regardless because that's Russia. If the next regular season for the NHL doesn't start till January 1st and the KHL season then ends in April and your hockey season is only like a fourth fi- completed from the 21 season, Kaprazov can still come over here within the next Nine months, nine to eight months. So I don't think it's an absolute death sentence that they can't sign Kaprizov and, and that they should be looking to forego this plan tournament so they can get Kaprizov here sooner. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. There's too many variables right now with the current state to get him over here. So play the plan tournament and worry about the logistics of signing him second. That's how I look at it. And I know that's not a unanimous decision among Wild fans. I, I'm, I'm sure there are people in your camp
1: I think that players and coaches to a certain degree fall into the camp of the phrase that you just used, control what you can control. If I run a team, if I'm I'm a GM, I have to always worry about what I can't control. And I can't control if Kaprasov doesn't sign with me, and he signs in the KHL. And I'm in real trouble if he signs a two-year contract there. I'm in real – I want him – in my, under my wing, ASAP, and if I can weigh, okay, we can complete this fun little experiment to bring the sport back, or I can get him signed, and I'm Bill Guerin, Leopold, the people that run the wild, I'm taking door to. But as a player, coach, you're right. I just don't see an upside here in completing what is a gimmick, and it's a fun gimmick, it's fine, but if I'm weighing if I'm weighing the future of the good of my franchise, and I'm saying, okay, we could play summer hockey and I can sort of get a look at things here and there, but for the most part, it's the same team. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that Bill Guerin has made a decision on Dean and w- whether he truly wants to keep Dean or hire a guy like Dougie Waite. Um, I'm going with uh I want that player because Kirill Kaprasov is a player that the Wild has not had since What Marion Gabrick? Correct. And if you get past Gabrick, a player they've never had, like if this was a good player, I'd be with you all the way. I'd say I'd say screw it. I know. But this is such an important they a lot of a lot of the next five years of this or more of this franchise's success rides on this kid's shoulders because players like him are so damn hard to find. Correct. That's my
2: point, and I know. So I
1: mean, I I can see your your point, and I don't think. I don't think either of our points is a hot take, Um, but man, COVID-19 really screwed the wild because this, this kid would have signed. He wanted to sign. It would have been, you know, two year. It's done. No negotiation. And the clock is ticking now. And if you're the wild. This thing really, really stinks. Because I'm getting of
2: that. it tattooed on my chest, I told, I've said it for the last two months. The wild got screwed the most out of COVID nineteen. I'm it, telling you, it's a high they, one. They, they, not, they got screwed wrong. the absolute most of the NHL.
1: Winter Classic. Yeah. Do you think that that the 2000 what 2021 Whoa. season starts at Target Field, mm. or do you think it gets pushed back by a year? I'm going to go option B, unless we have and. We're not going to, like a vaccine or something, because I don't see any way that, that the Wild signs off on, you know, it would be a really good idea. Let's start social distancing at that game and therefore go from, what, 40-some-odd thousand fans to, I don't know, 20 or an empty stadium. I think it gets pushed back.
2: I think it stays. Um, I think it stays the same because also the layout of how they're going to do this, at any winter classic, is always unique in the, in the in the stands, mm-hmm. and I know they're trying to maximize revenue. So typically, they're going to put seats in you know unorthodox places, and auxiliary and auxiliary seating will be all over the place. But because it's not a normal hockey arena, I think they can space out the fans, and I think they can figure out a plan that is safe
1: and okay with everyone's health. But are you going to give up the money? Yes, that if, if you have to space out the fans be, because. The Winter Classic was given to the Wild now in large part to sell season tickets and to make as much as they possibly can because the building in St. Paul is no longer filled on a nightly basis. Right, but also we're losing money.
2: So, like, it, it, how I look at it as we're, n- we're not going to gain this money back. So, like, like not cut your losses, but accept what But in one year, if have. I
1: get it, my stadium is full, and, and by that time there might be a vaccine. By that time, this might have all passed. I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic.
2: I think it happens. I think it happens on January first. I think it does. It's still seven months away, six months away. I I think it can happen.
1: All right, sir. Let's go to this. All right. Your your thoughts, or as I termed it in my prep notes here, your hottest take for what the Wild should do if and when the series against the Canucks is played. As far as guys who should play, as far as things that you would like to see, do you have a a hot take or? a strong opinion about what you would like to see.
2: I just want to see if Kevin Fiala is still a superstar. That's what I want to see. I want to see if is, is he still the what guy. What if he comes
1: back fat and, like... Totally, dude. Big beard. It's a... It's got a, a big Santa suit on. It's, it's a realistic wild jersey.
2: possibility that some of these guys are just going to be out of shape. So, I, I, unfortunately, like... We saw this great step forward over a 8 week stretch with Fiala where it was like oh my god this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But now with this pause is he still going to be that player? So my hot take is basically not asking is Kevin Fiala the same player but don't be surprised if Kevin Fiala has got some rust to him. Like don't be surprised if really Kevin Fiala that? can't yeah, Kevin Fiala can't carry you and be the dynamic player he was down the stretch over the over the year of 2020 to start. So I think that would be my initial hot take and just be cautious and 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 make sure that your players are in good shape. And honestly, I'm just I want hockey back. So I'll take uh, if the Wild gets swept and they lose every game six nothing. I'll still be satisfied because I got to watch hockey.
1: Training camps will be um right now are estimated to be about three weeks in time too. Okay, so three week camps and then they would go to this qualifying uh, tournament. All right, my first my I've got two. My first one is not a hot take. Uh, but it is a mandate that if I was Bill Garrett, I would absolutely make and I would prefer to see him play top six because it's a gimmick and because to me this entire thing is going to be about finding out about players. Ryan Donato is not being scratched. I'm playing Donato. Third line's so up fine too. But Ryan Donato's playing. So none of this, all. Oh, I don't like how he played in this game. This whole thing is a perfect time. If you're if you are a team like the wild this is a time to find out about guys. Now, if a guy sucks, don't play him. I get that. But we, we talked about this on Judd's Hockey Podcast with the side of Declan long before COVID-19 hit. We both agree. Ryan Donato does not suck. He's got deficiencies. But you need to find out. So my mandate is this kid plays. So we don't screw around with him. We don't bench him. We don't say, well, this is unfair to Eric Stahl's quest for a cup. Bleep that at this point, okay? Uh, Ryan Donato plays. My second one, I thought was a hot take until I uh, I called up the story by uh, our friend Russo from The Athletic today. Friend of the show. A notebook that he did, and I believe this was something like his second or third note. It, it starts with Kaprasov. Um, but his second or third note was about the, the presence of minor league players who are going to be allowed basically on the big league roster as a taxi squad because obviously their seasons have been canceled. And it broaches the topic of a guy who I've decided I would play in goal. I would play Kapo Kakanen in goal.
2: He starts game one. I
1: would start him game one. And I would play him, and he would be, unless the young man started crying and curling up in the fetal position in net, he's my goaltender. Because, again, if I'm the wild, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to look at, at this as a normal, we made the playoffs, and this is a playoff season. Listen, and this doesn't mean that you're not taking hockey seriously. Like, he doesn't suck. We saw him play. He's not too bad. Yeah, he played well. Okay, but he is potentially, and I don't know this for sure, but he is, and I th- think, Declan, that we agree on this, he is potentially your future, right? Yes. Okay, Alex Dela, God bless him. Nice backup. He's not your future. No. Devin Dubnik is a guy who, who first of all, might not want to go and play, in which case I think if Devin elects to stay with his family, you tell him, Devin, that's absolutely your choice. And Devin Dubnik at this point in time, I think it's very fair to say, is not your future. Kakinen might be. You've got a chance to put him in a high-pressure situation in which he is going to have the ability to absolutely thrive, short series, my hottest take, and I don't think it's outlandish, Given the circumstances that we're in right now, I would start cocking in, in game one in goal, and he would be the goaltender that I would attempt to ride. And I know some people won't like that, but my God, think about how much that you could find out about this guy in a relatively short time.
2: I think, uh, and this is me poo-pooing you, I think that has like a less than 2% chance of happening that, oh, he, that, probably agree that, that, that he starts game one. I agree with you. But I, I, would, I would not put out a fact that he could get some time. He could absolutely start a game. He could start game two. He could start the rubber match of game three. I think Alex Stalock starts he's deserved to be the number one guy. So I think he'll he'll get he'll get the nod. Yep. But with Capo Kakin being HL goalie of the year, he's had a little bit of a cup of coffee here. I'm at the point again, and I'm not gonna these are two different players, but Capo, in my opinion, has mostly now accomplished everything there is to accomplish at the AHL level. They might maybe a little bit more sprinkling here and there if it was a new season or whatever. He I get could, your point, totally. he, he could be on a, a shuttle. Yep. But he has now accomplished everything there is to accomplish in the AHL. Don't just bury him because he can't find a spot for him. Get him up here and give him time. And so if if let's say the season is over and there was no COVID and we're going into the free agency, yep. I'd figure out a way to get rid of Dubnik and I would roll a Staylock and Kapo Kokinen as my goalie tandem one and two for next year. The, I've said it to you before. The dumbest thing you can do mm-hmm. when you're in a salary cap league like the NHL is overpay for goaltending when your window is not there yet. And even though the Wild are on the rise, the window is not there yet, people. It's not here.
1: What if this guy is
2: is it correct? Too? The, so that's why you don't go out. And I don't know. I don't know the list of goalies that are free agents this that are free agents this summer. Sure. Do not, for the love of God, go out and give a four to five year deal to any goaltender. You find Alex you
1: find the Alex Staylocks of the world. Bill Guerin won't do that, he wouldn't. I don't think, though. He but, wouldn't. But that's why, but let's say let's say this kid is the answer. Yes. And he plays well in, in a in air quotes. Playoff series. Yeah. Qualifying round series. And let's say he's the answer. He's the guy. Dubnik's not. Right. Staylock can be the backup as long as he probably wants, and he's great in that role, and I think he's good there. And and if if we don't have COVID 19 and we go into April and the Wild squeaks in, okay? They mm-hmm. squeak in, they're a wild card eight or something like that. At that point in time, I never would have suggested this. I would have said, if Stalak's playing well, he has to play. Yeah. But at this unfortunately, at this point, fair is out the window. Yeah. Like nothing's fair. I know. Nothing's fair in sports right now. Nothing's fair in life right now. So fair is gone. This is an opportunity for me. To look into the future how how often does this opportunity present itself in sports? You are given the the a window a very brief one potentially to basically examine your future so that when you start up uh, again in i don't know january uh questions are answered mm-hmm. like if i if I play Donato a lot, I got my answers right I can answer those questions in three games. Because I'm gonna have a lot more knowledge about what he can do and pressure with extensive playing time, perhaps. But goaltending wise, if the Wild had another goaltender and do, or, you know, if Devin was still playing pretty well or something, I wouldn't say this either. But we've talked about this a thousand times. They don't. This kid might be good. I Find know. out. Find out. And yeah, that's what that's what I just
2: don't want to do. I don't want to just I'm sign a goaltender just to no, sign one. You you
1: don't think like, they would do that, right. do you?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. But like Florida I've, um, I've been using this example for nine months now. Florida thought their window was open, and I, I don't commend, I don't, I don't kick them because that they thought that, that that their window wasn't open. It was. They had a good offense. Yes, they looked at it and they said, you know, if we get a really good goalie here, we have a decent defense. We can score the puck. We should. We can make a run. Did in the you East. Just say score the puck? Score Royce, the Royce turned around from
1: a trip to Brainerd to come wring your neck.
2: That's not the only thing he'd wring my neck He's about. Not happy so, with
1: you. Yeah, go ahead.
2: You overpaid for Bob. Who yep. was a really good goalie, but also again you overpaid for him. He, he He's was, making like nine million
1: against the Cavs. He cap. was also a system goaltender because of the way the torch plays in Columbus. So now,
2: now Florida's screwed. Oh like, yeah. I don't see Bob going back to being the Vesna guy he was in Columbus. And now you're stuck with the worst goaltending contract. And now you will never be able to go make a run right. because so much of your salary cap is tied up on a guy that's handicapping
1: you, and you're forcing him not to play him. I don't think Bill Guerin is going to to make that mistake, but I just think. I think there's a very small percent chance that Koppel plays. I just think it makes a lot of sense if you think. And about the it. final
2: point of all the problems that we have we have thrown at Devin Dubnik, even when he was at his peak, huh? his contract was never an issue. He is one of the most underpaid, best valued goaltenders in the NHL. Yep. You you can rag on Dubnik for the softies and everything else. The contract, one of the best in the league. You gotta find a goalie under the right price. And I think Coppo is the guy that you wanna figure out don't forget about Mason Shaw either who is what your was your second round pick last year you know he's not close to being in the NHL well, but he's one of your
1: highly regarded prospects so this is a good problem to have it's a good problem to have yep and i it's just worked up and well it it's a good problem to have and the interesting thing is you've got an opportunity to execute something that you ordinarily would never ever give thought to so final thoughts i i
2: i am Hub my cities. thoughts are out. St.
1: Paul Chicago or candidates St. Paul, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vancouver. Now Canada has the problem of the 14-day quarantine, which I think it's going to eliminate Edmonton, Toronto and Vancouver from this mix. Typical. So if you had to pick two from St. Paul or yep, St. Paul, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles and Pittsburgh. Where are you going?
2: Vegas and Minneapolis. Vegas has the hotel capacity and even though they have one NHL professional so you're arena, so putting the east here, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're putting the eastern teams yep, here. Yep,
1: Interesting. I think,
2: I think Vegas is the most ideal situation for any hub city, whether it's the. I know they, they don't want to put the west teams there you and whatever. we were so
1: agree on this, but, by the way.
2: Vegas is number one by far. It, it, it's, it's the best situation.
1: Los Angeles is a cesspool. Sorry. Well, and and are there enough? There's not enough um, lodging around the Staples Center, right? Because you you want to keep this quarantine. Go as close as possible. Do not go to Los Angeles. That is last on my list. I don't think they would. They are last. And Chicago doesn't have hotels around. For God's sakes, Center. I'd
2: go up to the Iron Range before I'd go up to Los Angeles to resume this year. I don't think Dallas I go to is Grand a For- great.
1: I will go to Grand Forks. You know, you North might Codex be right,
2: Before I go to Los, it Angeles.
1: might be. It might be St. Paul, Vegas. You might be right. All right, I should write and that the down. East would play. The East would play here then. Yep, that's fine. Okay,
2: okay, good. Look at me. Solving the NHL's issues one podcast and guess, at a time. And guess
1: who's not going to be allowed in? Not just fans. Us. Media. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are done. Judd's Hockey Show with a side of uh, Declan, a spirited episode because we actually had hockey to talk about. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Passhoot score. To be your
0: best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.